Well, all that jazz. Let's hear from Ruth Griggs, who has with her and us very special guest, Jim Olson. Let me turn the microphone over to you, Ruth Griggs. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Um, I am, it's, I, I'm fascinated to have Jim Olson in the studio with us today. Um, first, um, coming off of Take 5, that tune by Dave Brubeck that we mm-hmm. just heard, um, one doesn't normally associate jazz with Jim Olson, but I'm thrilled to say I'm a, that I'm a huge jazz fan. Though. <laughs> you, I think you know this, I'm, right? You know, I, I'm a, a jazz fan and follower. So, so um, I think um, a number of people have known Jim over the years for all of the all of the musical beauty that he's brought brought to this valley and supports in this valley as the founder of Signature Sounds, um, which is a record label that's been going on since 1995. Um, as well as brilliantly leading many festivals um, that feature musicians of all types, Green River Festival, the Arcadia Folk Festival, um, as well as um, the Parlor Room, which um, has passed on to a whole new generation of folks. But what we're really wanting to focus on today um, is the Back Porch Festival, um, which Jim is leading, um, which is coming up the weekend of the 15th, 15th, 16th, and 17th of March. So that's what we want to talk about. But um, Jim, I just, I just want to personally and publicly thank you for everything that you've done to bring music alive in this Pioneer Valley since way back when you were like program director for RSI. That's the right. River, that's back right. In the I, I moved here in 1984. Uh, to work on WRSI, which at the time was in Greenfield. Now, of course, it's the river here across the hall. Um, and so I've worked for the radio station for 40 years because I've, ne- I've never actually left. Uh, I, I do the back porch on Sunday mornings. So that's, that's, that's sort of my original reason for moving here. I'm from the New York area originally. Um, and it, it's sort of been my, my through fare of everything that I've done over over these years. So. Yeah, let me just say, but for Jim Olson, we would not have the music that so many of us just assume happens somehow magically. Festivals that, that just so happen true. magically here in the Valley, they don't happen magically. So they happen through enormous amount of hard work and years of devotion and dedication. Um, That's so true. So. And, and, and also, I think, knowing when you have someone with talent in front of you, can, can you talk about that a little bit? Because you have booked everybody from, you know, from famous Grammy Award winning artists at the Green River Festival, John Baptiste, to, you know, a singer songwriter coming up from, you know, some part of Western Mass. How do you identify that talent? You know, it, it just comes from years and years of being a music lover. And actually, my experience in radio, because uh, the various radio stations I've worked at, I've mostly been the music programmer. Um, meaning you just have to listen to everything that comes in and decide what goes on the air. And uh, so while I'm not a musician myself, at least not to talk about, uh, I, I, I am good at evaluating music, you know, what's unique, what's special, what, you know. So, so that, that's just sort of a skill that, that is kind of inherent in my, my being of just being a music lover for, since I was a kid. You know. So, so I'm just. I want to dig into that just a little bit more because I find it fascinating. 
Um, you know, as the president of the Northampton Jazz Festival, I'm very clear to say, I'm just the president. I'm not the producer. So I don't have that skill. So what is it that you hear in, in this person that you don't hear in the other that makes you say, ah, I want to I wanna pursue that individual either to put on a stage of a festival I'm, I'm running or to, to support them in, in making an album? Uh, you know, there's a bunch of factors that go into it. Uh, obviously, musical talent is there. Obviously, a great voice or an original voice. An original voice, um, yeah. Someone who seems to be doing something that hasn't been done before or not done in that, that way. Um, you know, live performance skills goes a long, long way, particularly now in the, in the music business. Mm-hmm. Um, since people aren't really making much money off recordings, it's, it's back to troubadour days in a lot of ways. Interesting. If you want to make a living, you have to get out there and play live. And if you want to do that, you have to be you know, a good performer who, who, who not only just gets up there and sings the songs, but knows how to put a show together and how to be entertaining and thoughtful. That's fascinating. And coming out of COVID, that's, that's a heavy lift for some people who yes, were is. locked in their, you know, in their living rooms for all those months. So one of the things that, that obviously Jim is working really hard on is, is curating everything having to do with the Back Porch Festival, which again is been around for what 10 years 10 years although this is only its second year in the current form and Um, what is that current form well well let me backtrack a bit uh when we started it 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 was one night the first one was just one night at the academy three artists we called it a festival just because we had that idea um and then it, it sort of slowly grew out for that but for the first eight years it was basically a series of ticketed shows that would happen between the academy of music and the parlor room uh, occasionally in other venue. Um, but I've always had in the back of my mind, uh, that there's a few other festivals that run this same way around the country. And that is just like first night, basically you buy a ticket, that's a button and that allows you to get into this year. It's 10 venues. We'll have 60 different, uh, artists performing and you get to pick and choose and walk around and, and really uh, get that festival feeling of, of that you have choices, that you're not just going to sit in one room and watch one thing, but you're going to get out there and be social and, uh, and, and, get and, and be steps. surprised and be surprised. <laughs> and, you know, the, the nighttime shows at the Academy are, are well-established artists, but there is a lot of musical discovery that happens during the day. Uh, the lineup of these 60s artists basically is about 50-50 between locals. We have such a rich, wonderful local music scene here. And then touring bands from around the country. We have people coming in from all corners of the U.S. for this. So. Yeah, that's a, you know, it's, it's similar to the model that we have established at the Northampton Jazz Festival, where we want to get people walking um, mm-hmm. from, from place to place. I think, frankly, it's stimulating to get out in the fresh air, kind of, again, first night style as well as to visit the, you know, the, the, the breweries, the bars, the restaurants, the galleries, the coffee shops, you know, in between sets. Yeah. Um, I think that's just, it's an, it's an important economic driver for Northampton. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it, just as a music fan, um, I love going to festivals, and there's been a, a huge proliferation of festivals around New England and the rest of the U.S., to the point where, Green River, when we started, it was kind of the only festival that happened all summer in this part of the world. It was it. And now it seems like every weekend throughout the warm weather season, there are festivals. But there's none in the winter. There's none, you know, that happen at this time of year. March is just such a, 
a tough time for people, the end of winter, but spring isn't really enough for another month or six weeks. And, you know, it's, it, ski season's kind of over. Yeah, it's a great, great you're time to get to, people you're out. You're antsy to get out. Yeah. And so it just, it just turned out to be a good time of year to do this. Yeah, go to a sugar shack in the morning, have some breakfast, and then go to the, the Back Porch Festival. And the, the main thing I want to talk about also is what you're doing with your Academy of Music Act on... Uh, Saturday, um, the 16th of March, which is the Preservation Hall Jazz Band coming to Northampton for the first time, probably, right? Yeah, we did have them at Green River Festival in 2015, and they absolutely crushed it. Um, they are really, uh, you know, the the standard bearers for New England, uh, for New England, for New Orleans <laughs> jazz and, and soul and The other funk. new. <laughs> and... Um, you know, keeping alive a style of music that uh, brings so much joy to people. And um, they are really ambassadors for New Orleans music. You know, it's been a tough uh, decade for uh, classic New Orleans music. We've lost so many great musicians, Dr. John and Alan Toussaint and a couple of the Neville brothers. And um, the Preservation Hall Jazz Band is keeping the flame alive of that music and uh, it's it it's their show is just always so joyous. It's just so much fun. Well, and and I I think that one of the beautiful values of the Preservation Hall Jazz Band is the fact that it's it's ancestors of some of the originals when when the jazz band was started in the early '60s. Right, you had some of those greats that were playing in the band, and now it's their sons and daughters. Yes, that are holding that torch. And yes. keeping it alive, which is a beautiful thing. For folks who, who don't kind of don't know the history, Preservation Hall was started in the early 60s by a couple, uh, the Jaffees, I forget the first name at, at this point, but um, they had moved to New Orleans from elsewhere and couldn't believe that these classic musicians who had played with uh, Louis Armstrong and Jelly Roll Morton and, you know, th this legendary jazz folks were kind of uh, languishing in obscurity in New Orleans, and they they weren't, uh, you know, they had they had performed in the twenties and thirties with uh, these legends, and then uh, as as sometimes happens, they somewhat fallen by the wayside, and uh, the Jaffees decided to open this venue that would be home for classic New Orleans jazz for these musicians who were the originators. Um, and so n not only did they open the venue, Preservation Hall, which you can still go to in New Orleans, they also uh, bought a couple houses and started a, a housing project for these musicians so that they would have a place to be. Um, and, uh, you know, the Preservation Hall jazz band grew out of the Preservation Hall. They wanted a touring band that they could send around to other parts of the world, and they have toured throughout the world bringing New Orleans music uh, under the direction of Ben Jaffe, which was the, the, uh, the Jaffe's son, and Ben is still the band leader today. That is, that's a wonderful story, and it makes me feel like I really want to be at that concert. Again, it's March 16th at the Academy of Music, the Preservation yes. Hall Jazz Band, and we're going to listen to a, 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 a bit of what they sound like, just for anybody who doesn't know that beautiful New Orleans jazz sound. We're going to listen to a bit of Go to the Mardi Gras by the Preservation Hall Jazz Band.
More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. WHMP. We continue our All That Jazz segment with music festival organizers Ruth Griggs and Jim Olson. We're talking about the Back Porch Festival. Ruth Griggs. Yes, and it's been really exciting for me to, to think about the Preservation Hall Jazz Band coming to the Back Porch Festival in just a couple of weeks, March 16th at the Academy of Music, which is where you get the tickets. But tell us a little bit about some of the other genres of music that you're going to be featuring at the Back Porch Festival, Jim. Oh, absolutely. So like the Back Porch radio show that this sort of grew out of, it's uh, all kinds of American roots music. So folk, jazz, bluegrass, blues, zydeco music. We've got soul music. Um, it's a lot of different genres. And, you know, with 10 different venues, it, it's all over town. Uh, so it's really a lot of fun. We've got uh, some incredible artists coming from as far as California um, and Louisiana and uh, just all over the map. So it's it's really a good time. And uh, you know, it's. I have to say, it's an incredible deal if you get buy a back porch ramble pass. It's three days, sixty performances, and the uh, passes are only forty bucks, which equates to I think seventy five cents a band. Thank that's you, not, Bill. That's, that's not a bad value uh, in in twenty twenty four, is it? Over three three days. No, you, I don't hear inflation in that number. No, I mean this is for the price of about one great act you get the possibility of some 60 over three days in Northampton right. that you can walk to. I mean, You can't you, see all 60, you know. I understand. There, there's I, a lot of simultaneous performances got, that happen. Got that. But that said, um, this is a bargain for the spectacular music. Yeah. Yeah, and and what inspired you to 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 broaden it beyond you know a few concerts between the Academy of Music and the Parlor Room? Jim? There's a few other festivals around the U.S. that use this model. I, uh, a few years ago, I went to Bristol, Tennessee, uh, for the Bristol Rhythm and Roots reunion, which happens in September, and it's a it's a similar thing. It happens all over town. Um, it's at a warmer time of year, so they are able to use their parks, but they also used venues all over, and we had such a good time. Walking around, discovering the city, music in spaces that doesn't don't normally host music, and we have some of that at Back Porch Fest, and um, it's it just made for a really special special vibe as an event. It was it almost felt like you know a county fair meets a music festival, and I think I, you're I describing the Back Porch Festival and a bit of the Northampton Jazz Festival here in Northampton. Yeah, that's exactly the. I I feel that when we have the jazz festival, there's just such a positive spirit in the air. There's nothing like music to raise people's spirits, and then plus that they're walking around and they're running into their neighbors or people from different areas. We also have people as you do that drive through Northampton, they see something going on in Pulaski Park, and they say, what's going on here? I think I'm going to stay and enjoy it. So it, it really is a festive Yeah, you know, well, as atmosphere. I mentioned earlier, you know, so much about what we think about going to concerts and going to music, it's a very predictable experience. You buy a ticket, you go to a venue, you're going to be there for two hours, you're sit going your to butt sit down. there and see something. <laughs> this isn't that. And that's what's great about it. If, if you go see somebody and you decide, you know, this one's not for me, there's five other things happening, you just leave and, and walk up the street and go to something else. Right. Jim Olson, uh, the risk of asking a remedial question, 
How did you come up with the name Back Porch for your show and for the festival? I, honestly, Bill, I don't remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> the festival was easy because I had the radio show, but I don't know where I got the name for the radio show. I, I think it's because uh, when I knew I was going to be on the weekend morning and I, I wanted to create a vibe of, hey, this is a time where you're not working. You're taking it easy. You got the Sunday paper and a cup of coffee and you just want to hear some good music and, and you know, not be, uh, not not have a, too much of a cerebral experience, you know. And you know I, I wanted to be part of your of your weekend experience. When I think of Back Porch Festival, Back Porch Show, and the music that you, that you present, I think of you know just just some folks sitting on their back porch playing their music, playing their guitars, you know their their harmonicas, singing a tune. That's what I that's what's in my head when I think Back Porch mm-hmm. is is just sitting back and relaxing and playing good old Americana music. Yep. So. Um, we're we're so happy that Jim Olson is is behind this Back Porch Festival in a big way, which is coming to Northampton, March fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, three days. And Jim Could has I one more. I mention how people got tickets? To, can yes, we, can we put do. a shameless plug in here? That was just a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's two levels of tickets: the evening shows at the Academy, which are our All Star Willie Nelson tribute on Friday night, which will be fantastic because it, it is every year we. Pick a different artist to pay tribute to. Um, that's on Friday. Preservation Hall on Saturday. Richard Thompson, the great British singer-songwriter, on Sunday. For those tickets to those three shows, you go to the Academy of Music box office. You just buy your tickets. Or online you, at aomtheater.com. For the remainder of the festival, which is everything else, those, those 60 performances we talk about, uh, you get a Ramble Pass. What we call a Ramble Pass, you buy them at backporchfest.com. You'll also find the schedule up there, and you'll find uh, FAQs, so it'll answer all your questions about how things work, backporchfest.com. That's beautiful. And just as we go out, we're going to listen to a little more Preservation Hall Jazz Band, just to wet your whistle to get your tickets to that concert. One more time, tell us where to get our tickets, please, Jim. Backporchfest.com. <laughs> 